Welcome to the Mastering College to Career Podcast, where we're here to help you land your dream job. So if at any time during this episode you find any value, please make sure you take a screenshot and you share it with a friend. And don't forget, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. That will mean the world. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. Welcome, welcome back to this episode of the podcast. I am excited for today's guest because this person, I saw him speak uh, live at an event here in Orlando that was hosted by John, uh, Justin with your Get Your Grind Up team. And he was just so knowledgeable. And the fact that he is 21 years old is amazing and what he has done. And he hosts of a top 100 global podcast this is Mr. Mark Metri himself. Mark, how are you doing today, my friend? Daniel, dude, I'm doing awesome, man. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was great to see you in Orlando as well. Glad you found it uh, knowledgeable. No, I didn't. You know what I found more knowledgeable more than anything was your curiosity. Even you sitting in, in the panel you find a way to still be curious in the way you answer questions, which generally like you would think the curious, the curious people should be in the audience, but you're just curious 24 seven. It seems, you know, man, once upon a time I was in the audience and I'm, I, you know, I'm still good at events and I am in the audience too, man. But I think, um, I think curiosity is definitely one of the most important traits somebody could have for their entire life for sure. I love it. So Mark, for, for anybody in the audience that might not know who you are and might not listen to your podcast yet, because they definitely should, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm, um, like Daniel said, I'm 21 years old. I am born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts on the East Coast of the United States. Um, my parents came here from Egypt. They immigrated a year before I was born grew up really without having much money. I was always sort of a pretty crafty uh, kid selling Pokemon cards and um, like winning different kinds of competitions. Like in the second grade, I ended up going on TV um, just because like I won an art competition. It was like a, it's a pretty weird experience. But, um, you know, growing up, like I, I also had some health issues and you know, some other factors that contributed to me being like a really uh, socially anxious, shy kid. And that was always sort of like, you know, my issue. Like, I find that when people look back at their life, they kind of see like, you know, their thing, like this one problem that they have that is always with them or whatever it is. And for me, that ghost that haunted me was sort of like social anxiety. Like, I just, I couldn't communicate who... I truly was to the rest of the world. And it didn't matter if it was with strangers I had never met or even like, you know, my family at times or even my friends. Um, and so while I was going through that, I got on the internet online really young. I, I, I began to learn uh, from different websites. I Eventually ended up like recording and uploading YouTube videos uh, back like in 2010. And I was a really young guy <laughs> at that age. I think I was like 13, 14. And um, my YouTube channel, I don't do it anymore, obviously. But when I was younger, 
Uh, I had like over 35,000 subscribers. And, you know, I, I like, you know, looking back at it now when I was younger and I was a teen and I had access to the internet and it was sort of like my coping mechanism <laughs> for life. I was literally launching like so many different um, businesses and websites. And I like, it's to the point where I've even lost count and I honestly don't know anymore. But, you know, something that happened to me was you know one of the ventures that i had started really took off and it was when i was 15 years old i ended up starting the world's number one minecraft server and that made me a tremendous amount of money like really fast and it just completely changed the course of my life like literally but what i began to realize is it didn't really change me much mentally like i had achieved society's shallow definition of success of making a ton of money but I still thought of myself as a loser. You know, I still wasn't happy. I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I could never spend a moment, you know, by myself, even though I was a sort of shy, introverted kid. Um, because, you know, like growing up as a kid, like I could never sleep. And even when I did go to sleep, what actually ended up happening a lot of the times, and I'm still trying to talk about this, this is pretty new, is like I actually used to um, like wet the bed all the time. Like a lot of kids face that when they're growing up, but I mean, like, dude, I was wetting the bed when I was like 17, even 18 years old. And it was because my mind was like so fragile and broken to the point where whenever I was alone whenever I didn't have distraction or stimuli or something, you know, the, the mind would fight itself. And that's a battle that you never sort of win. Um, and so like, you know, I'm just like this kid doing all this stuff. And then eventually I go off to college and I'm 18 years old and I, um, um, you know, I have, I've gained a little bit of awareness, not much, and, you know, I've never heard of the terms mindset or success or like, you know, living, you know, living your life the way you want or like future visioning, none of that. And I ended up basically like falling down, uh, like my own version of rock bottom, like this dark spiral. And I end up gaining like um, a ton of weight. I'm over 200 pounds. I'm obese. I'm super depressed. Um, my anxiety has gone from, um, you know, normal to not, not normal, but normal for me to like, you know, socially isolating myself, not talking to people, uh, abusing my body and my mind. And, you know, through one thing or another, man, I just ended up getting out of it and shifting my perspective and changing every aspect of my life around. Eventually that led me to starting a, a business. And what I was actually doing at that time was, I was actually beginning the process of just creating a different version of myself, um, an upgraded version. And that's a process that I'm still engaged in to this day. And day in and day out, I ended up starting a podcast, podcast got successful. And um, different, you know, starting different businesses, just trying to live my life every day, trying to, you know, <laughs> when I can go out and um, try new things and really just kind of um, 
live life the way that I'm happy to live it. And then also um, still have that feeling in like 10 years and focusing on the future, focusing on the, um, on the exponential foundations for me, for the people around me, for the people that I don't even know yet. And I'm just, um, yeah, man, I'm just a normal guy trying to always, you know, shoot for that next best thing. So, and I, and I love your story because like everybody, and I think everybody has a story, right? And it's just how, if they realize it or not. And I think I realized that when I started doing podcasting is that I can interview any student, but everybody has a story and it's about how you see your story and how you overcome it. And I have a couple of questions for you just to follow up from, from your story. I want to dive a little deeper into that transition, right? Into that. Hey, I, I go to college, you know, I get social anxiety and then within yeah. years, right? And we're not even talking about decades. We're talking about maybe a couple years. You go from being so introverted, shy to having this amazing platform that is your podcast. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, um, I mean dude, here's what happened, right? So when I, and I think this is, this is going to be really great for some people listening. So when I went off to college, man, I, I originally went in for computer science and, you know, I began to like, just understand things. I began to understand, you know, the universe's law of like just cause and effect uh, and like consequences. And, you know, if you do this thing, something else can happen. Like, Steve Jobs has a great quote that says, or actually, never mind. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's for another time. Um, so basically, I go off to college and I'm beginning to understand how the real world works. And I'm beginning to understand that, okay, so I go to college, uh, I go to school for like four years or five years or whatever people go to school for. I get a degree. And then I'm going to be, you know, working at a, um, a job for the rest of my life. And when I began to project that out and I just began to project like what I was doing in my classes, I was like, dude, there's no way if I hate what I'm doing in class, I'm going to be able to do this for the rest of my life in a real job. Um, that was one factor of it. Another factor was like the whole social anxiety piece with me future projecting. Like I was telling myself like, okay, Mark, you're 18 years old. You can't talk to people. You can't express yourself. Dude, just imagine like who you're going to be in like 10, 12 years, man. You're going to be like a, uh, a 30 year old who has no life, who can't even talk to people who doesn't have any friends. And that was like my version of like projecting a sort of like hell version of my life. And it's like when I had that, and then I had also a couple other things like in my past, in my history, like when I was telling you, like I, I was making, you know, six figures, which was a lot for somebody like me at the time in my life when I was 15. And like, I just began to think like, okay, I was doing that. I was doing this. And I just like got this overwhelming sense of like, dude, this is not my story. Like, this is not who I am. Like I'm, I'm clearly destined for something that is beyond amazing and great and the life that i'm living right now currently does not match what is actually what i actually want to be going on 
And when I first got that thought, you know, that's a very, very, very powerful thought. Um, when I got that, I naturally sort of began to reject it. And I began to, um, you know, kind of like wish it to go away. It's kind of like if you ever get a thought that just keeps on coming back and coming back and coming back. And that was my thought that kept on coming back of like, Mark, like, dude, you're destined to like do something really great. But at the same time, you know, I'm not taking the actions that are actually going to get me there. And that, that thought was just so painful of realizing what my life actually was because of the sheer responsibility that's required that I began to like try to run away from it. I began to try to escape it. Like, I think that's where uh, our vi people's vices come in and, you know, somebody will drink this or smoke that or eat this or, you know, hang out with this person or do this with that person all just ways to escape um, our own life path. And I tried doing that. Trust me, man. I really did. I tried. And I only got so far until it all sort of um, collapsed on me. And it's like, you know, I had this moment where, um, you know, when I was in like my worst moments, like, you know, my friend, Garane uh, Jones says that, you know, when you're in rock bottom, you don't know you're at rock bottom. and I didn't know I was in rock bottom. And so I began to realize something was wrong when I looked in the mirror once and I saw that I had, um, that I was obese, that I had gained a ton of weight and I linked back to it. And it's like, for me, I never really got too uh, deep into like drinking or smoking, but my real drug of choice was food. And so every time I was stressed, every time I was afraid, every time I was anxious, or depressed, I would sort of try to eat my way out of it because that's what I had learned in my life. And it's actually a very common thing for people that grew up poor because they can't afford um, some other quote unquote luxuries of life aside from food. And, you know, junk food, bad food is the cheapest kind of food. So um, it's not hard to do that. And so I began to figure that out. And I was like, oh, no, I need to like, when I saw that physical issue, that was the only issue that I was conscious of. Um, and so I began to tackle that and I began to tackle like, okay, I've got to change what I'm eating. Like through some Google searches, through my own research, I began to understand that, you know, what you eat has a big impact on not just your weight, but also your mindset and your overall health. And I just like went down this transition of me, you know, eventually eating better to, um, uh, sleeping better to exercising and then, you know, doing different things that I had to do to basically like, cure, you know, cure myself of my anxiety, like different kinds of exposure share therapy, like meditation, so many different things that I um, am still doing to this day. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was totally a crazy experience. And it's like, I was at that sort of rock bottom at the end of 2015, at the beginning of 2016. And I began to sort of like get conscious of it in the summer um, of that year of 2016. And then by the end or like by October, November of 2016, that's where I like was just a hundred percent like going full force. Like I didn't t totally understand what I was doing and I don't 
totally understand what I'm doing now, but that was like a big line in the sand for me, for sure. And, and so for, for you, how did, I guess, how did you, re, when you realized that you were in rock bottom, you looked yourself in the mirror and you're like, hey, I'm a beast. Like, they're like I need to change this, right? How, how did you change? Was it like cold turkey or was it a, a, a like slow transition? And like, mm. what advice do you have for students that might be feeling like that right now? Um, yeah, man. So, so I began to um, like look at myself in the mirror, and I, I mean, it just everything, everything, beca- everything starts out with like first off the awareness of the problem of the issue. So it's like you've got to come to terms. You can't like run away from it now. And another thing that I'll say is like also what I was doing at this beginning time was I was just like understanding the concept of truth and honesty and not lying to yourself um, and not lying to other people. And then also, you know, what's actually going on in the real world outside. And so when I began to like kind of move through this needle, this thread of truth, it can take you to a lot of places, man. So a big part of it was me looking in the mirror and telling myself that I wasn't happy with what I saw. Um, and it wasn't just about the weight. It was about so many other things. And I think the matter of the fact is, like, if you don't get real and raw with yourself, you're never going to face the pain. And nobody wants to face pain. Pain is a daily nutrient required for growth. And, you know, man, like, listen, dude, I, I was in the college scene. And it's like this, man, like, there's so many people that are trying to run away from their problems through um, not being honest with themselves, through trying to hide or put on a mask or um, some way that they can sort of run away from the pain or to go hang out with people that tell them like they're okay and they're going to be all right. And it's just like, I mean, dude, in my opinion, that's complete BS. And I think that's why we're seeing sort of like an epidemic of, mental health problems going on in this country because kids specifically with kids are um living their life and they're being put in an artificial environment i'm not talking about school i'm just talking about the way that they were raised the way that um you know people are led to believe that everything should be happy and sunshine and roses all the time and you know, if you ever have a problem, you know, just do this, like these quick fix solutions. And the matter of fact is kids aren't actually being taught what to do in their life. They aren't being taught facts based on science of, okay, if you have this sort of a reaction to happen to you, like whether you have a panic attack or whatever it is, there are very clear scientific facts that demonstrate why you feel this way. And then also, how you can get out of that and it's like dude that was the case for me and i see it every single day where just like a normal kid like me um was never taught sort of the mental tools to cope with life and so when something stressful happens you know they get a bad you know reaction and like i'll tell you this man like at one point in my life i was suicidal and it's just like dude if i killed myself you know, what kind of, like, where would I be right now? I mean, obviously I'd be dead, but it's like, 
I, like, dude, this happens way too often. And it's because people are trying to run away or hide from their problems. Or again, to get somebody to tell them, oh, no, this is fine. Like, you're going to be all right. Or let's, let's relax or let's calm down. It's just like, no, man. And, I, and like, that's why, you know, I ended up starting my podcast. That's been viewed by like millions of people now. And it's just like, Today, in this time in human history, we have a real shot at changing how other people um, experience and impact their lives. And so that's a very long way to answer your question, man. Number one, I think it's all about gaining awareness. Number two, it's about getting honest and and real and raw with yourself. Because if you don't, you're just simply never going to change. And then you're going to wake up like 20 years later and be like, damn. And then you're just going to make excuses and regrets for the rest of your life, which leads to more mental, you know, poor mental wellness. Um, and so I think that's really it. And then after that, it's literally about getting up every single day and just getting after it. Like, that's it. There's no such thing as a, as a day off. There's no such thing as oh, I'm going to take a break from this. It's either you do this and you get this result, or you don't do this and you go back to who you used to be and, all the negatives that come with that. And so to me, you know, man, I interview people after person, after person, after success, after success. This is it, man. It's really as simple as that. I, I want to dive into something that you talked about. Like you're, you're really big about being genuine and being yourself. And I mm -hmm. think if you, if you think about middle school and high school, as we grow up, we're always trying to fit in. The goal is always trying to be just like my friends. One of the things that I, I realized that for you to have success in college and even outside of college, it's about standing out, mm. right? And so <laughs> it's funny because our society, right, if you think about it, is we're always just trying to be like our friends. We're just trying to fit in. But me and you know that for, to be successful, you can't be like everybody else. You're going to get the same results. You have to stand out. And there's no better way to stand out than being yourself and, be, and, peop, and being genuine. Uh, and oh, I my think God, you, dude. You've done such a great job. Like I listen to your podcast and you're you and people love you and connect with you because of who you are. And so I try to express that to students, but I want to get your opinion on and having yeah. you elaborate more about that. Yes, dude. Oh my God. I'm so glad you said this. I was literally talking to my friend about this the other day and it's like this dude. Okay. So, um, so for me, I ended up going to school basically for most of my growing up life in a very uh, small town and at basically an all white school. And so it was about me and like a, maybe like a couple other families that weren't white in the entire town. And so when I was going in there as a kid, like every class from every place I went to, everybody physically looked different from me. And dude, that began to like psychologically change me into thinking that everywhere I go, nobody is like me everywhere i go i'm always going to be the outsider uh everywhere i go people are always going to be different from me and because of that just like you said my instant thought my instant reaction is to say okay how can i be like the rest of these people how can i fit in how can i blend in it's a very you know bio evolutionary reason to do so it's just simply the way that our brain is programmed and so, dude, I'm not even joking. Literally every single day of my entire life, I ask myself that question. And every single day of my life, 
I felt and faced resistance because I was not doing, I was not being the person that I was programmed to be. And so, dude, I face this lesson every single day of my life for basically the last, like, um, for basically like the last, like, hmm, like a long, long time, right? Like mostly my entire life. And it's like, it, it only it took me until I was 18, 19 to finally figure out that it's actually the reverse that, you know, you should not be trying to be like everyone else. You should just be you because there's no such thing as, you know, being successful without being yourself. You've got to be comfortable in your own skin. And if you're not, you have to address that issue. You have to address that problem. And so, man, honestly, like, I think it was because like, you know, for me, like I, I have a ton of issues. I still get anxious. I still have fears. I still have insecurities. All that stuff is still there. But like, there's never a moment now in my life where I have to, um, where I have to like, you know, question like my own sort of like behavior and be like, man, you know, the, like uh, right now I'm like not being myself. I'm doing this thing. Like that just hasn't happened to me because I've lived my life knowing what it feels like, what it is really like when you're not living your real life. And I think that's what sets me a lot from a lot, from a lot of people. I think for a lot of us, when we were growing up, we had some kind of a, like, a, like a home, some kind of a shelter that we could hide in. And what I mean by that was like something that we enjoyed doing, something that was comfortable. And I don't mean like physically comfortable. I mean like you know, you could have, you could have grown up and you could have been like the smartest kid in your class. You could have been like the, um, like the valedictorian of, of your class, or you could have been like the best athlete. You could have played on a sports team. And like, what you would do is you would adopt that as your identity. And then when the sport goes away, when you graduate, whatever, you almost like lose this part of yourself that you have clinged on to as to who you are yeah and you know what i mean and it's like a lot of us do that but i really did not have that so like i had to face the real pain and the real discomfort every single day and um that is what is actually going to teach you the pain of your actions because here's the thing man the reason why i'm not no matter who i'm in front of no matter what circumstance not be myself the only reason why is because i know the alternative and how painful and depressing it is to just not live your own life to pretend to be somebody else but it's like if i had a, a home a shelter that i could hide in and i'm not trying to say that in a bad way like that's probably a good thing like in my earlier part of my life like i would probably not be the person that i am today and so I think that's like a really good analogy, like a really good example of how people can be thinking about this stuff because, um, I mean, that's really what it's all about. Definitely, Mark. And I, I know that right now, I don't know if you're still enrolled in school or not, and I don't know what your thoughts on it, but what are some yeah. advice that you have for college students right now that might be graduating in less than a year? Yeah, I mean, I would say um, it's not about building your resume. It's about building your real life resume. Um, and what I mean by that is like, 
you know, don't think of life as like all these narrow buckets of like, you know, my career, my family, my health, my, my love life. Um, I would try to find ways to encapsulate all of them together and integrate them in a way that you're sort of like designing your own life, man. Um, and then probably the other thing is I'd say is like this, like, you know, there's many reasons to and not go to college, but ultimately, you know, if you're going to graduate a year from now and you're not like, you know, doing something online, like you got to get on that. You got to, um, you got to be posting on LinkedIn. You should have already be building a following, start a podcast, interview people. Um, just do something, do something online that um, is going to be a vehicle for your growth. Um, because, you know, at the end of the day, like the entire um, aspect of work in a human being's life is changing really, really, really fast. And, you know, in my opinion, when there's a lot of technological change, oftentimes big organizations, institutions can sometimes um, you know, not keep up. And so if you're a student, that's up to your own, you know, discernment to become aware of that or not. And if you are listening to this and you've realized that you're just sort of doing this just to do it and you really have no idea what's going on, man, I mean, I would probably <laughs> spend your time in class on LinkedIn trying to make something happen. Like, I think, I think building resources outside of the classroom for the rest of your life is, is critical. Definitely. Definitely. So Mark, so your podcast is called humans 2.0. Well, what is your version? What is your 3.0 version or is there a 3.0? <laughs> no, man, there's no 3.0, bro. Like everyone, everyone always asks me this, like is a sort of funny joke. And I think, I think it's really funny, man, but like, this is what it's all about, man. Like we're all, human 1.0s and we're all human 2.0s and you know the matter of the fact is is like if you're not conscious of it i'm sure you've had maybe some human 2.0 moments in your lifetime like maybe the peak experiences of your life but it's like this you know when i'm you know when i'm having this conversation with you uh right now daniel like when we were just talking like 20 minutes ago and the thought popped up in my mind of talking about how I would wet the bed up until when I was 18 years old. There was instantly a thought that instantly popped up when, that, when the first thought popped up that was like, dude, don't tell Daniel about this. Like, dude, don't tell anybody. Like, this is, this is like personal private stuff. Um, you know, if people find out, they're going to treat you differently. They're going to, you know, do this, this, and that. But at the same time, in that moment, the human version 2.0 of me also popped up in that same moment and asked me a question and said, Mark, are you going to choose fear? Are you going to choose insecurity? Are you going to choose your selfish opinion on not sharing this valuable information 
because potentially there could be one or two people in Daniel's audience that struggle with the same exact thing and they think that they're weird and they're completely separated. But when they hear you talk about it, that could give them the feeling of, you know, everything's normal. It's all going to be all right, which then will give them the sort of like unraveling path towards growth. And so, dude, that's the whole human version 1.0 to 2.0. Like we're like all of us, we're always both of them, but it's like, it's that conscious decision to choose sort of fear or choose sort of prosperity and future growth and development and human potential and um, all the right things, man. So, I mean, that's, that's explaining to it. And that being said, there is no human 3.0 or at least not yet. (laughs) (laughs) And so how do you make sure or increase that that you, the 2.0 version of yourself comes out more and more often? So that ultimately Mm. that 2.0 version is now controlling 90 plus percent of your day. Now that's the right question, man. Thank God you asked me that. So listen, dude, this is what it's all about. Okay. Uh, What, uh, what background do you come from? Are you like an engineer or something? No, I'm business, business background. Business. Okay, cool. I was just going to ask because a little bit of my background is engineering, but I I think both in both of the ways, but it's like this, man, I, I view, I view, you know, us as sort of um, like human systems, we're algorithms, we're processes. And there's so many different moving parts, right? There's the, there's the physical side, like our, 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 our hardware, right? Like our biological hardware that we have, that we use as a vehicle to walk around in this world and to experience things. You know, there's the mental side. Um, depending on who you ask, they'll say there's an emotional side. And then there's a, you know, a spiritual side. And it's like, it's about optimizing all of those. And like, there could also be other buckets in your life that are not the same buckets in my life. And it's about putting 100% energy and effort into those things. So what what do I mean, right? So let's say that I've identified, and hopefully every single person listening to this has identified that health, whether it's both in the physical and the mental sense should be their top priority because if they don't have that one down, they're not going to be able to fulfill and go really hard in the other important areas of their life that they care about. And health is really important because health is, um, you know, sort of adjacent to how our body grows. Right. And it's like, you got to be thinking about it. Like the only way that our mindset can grow is if our, physical health can grow, right? Like our, our, you literally have to grow your brain. It's not all just like mental stuff. So it's like this, what can I do to ensure that my brain grows for today and tomorrow and the same thing with my body? And so what that means is you've now got to prioritize every single thing that you do, all of your actions throughout the day to hit these buckets a hundred percent. And it's like this, you know, everybody wakes up, right? Like a human being has to fall asleep and has to wake up. So what does it mean if you're going to go human 2.0? It means you've got to be giving your biological resources, the, the resources that they need to function normally and grow. So that means seven and a half hours to eight hours. That's how you be a human 2.0. The next thing is you probably have to eat something, right? Unless you're doing a, 
a 30 year fast, <laughs> you've got to be eating something. And um, every single bite that you have got to take better be providing your body with the right resources it needs for growth, for resilience, for stamina, for energy. Um, after that, it's probably like, you know, you've got to move around. Um, and so, you know, you got to make sure you're exercising. Um, if you go to school, you know, you've got to be making sure that you have the mental and energetic capacity to be able to study and focus and remember things and use your critical aspects of your brain to think. Um, and so I just think it's about all of those fundamental buckets that make life work, that are the building blocks of life. You've got to go 120% on all those things. If you're somebody that is listening to this and you're like pissed off at yourself because you're asking like, oh, why can't I uh, respond in this way? Or why can't I take these certain actions? But yet, you know, you're waking up from pulling an all-nighter and you have four hours of sleep down and, you know, you're walking around, you're traveling, you hit up whatever, like, Dunkin Donuts, you hit the convenience store, you grab something quick to eat that's probably filled with sugar and crap. And then you ask yourself that question, like, it's just a very incoherent life. Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind if, if somebody were telling me that. And it's like, so many young people, so many college students, like, always ask me, like, how do I do this? And it's generally speaking, something like business or, or entrepreneurial, or maybe it's even career related. And then like, I'll instantly ask them about a different area of their life. Like, how many hours did you sleep last night? And it's like, if you're sleeping like three, four, five hours even, but yet you're trying to do something like grow your career or big or like start a business, like, good luck, man. Like, 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 good luck. You can't be a human too. You're going to be barely a human 1.0. You're just going to be like this thing. And eventually what ends up happening is you're just going to be reliant on short bursts of motivation because you're not resilient yourself. You don't have the sort of inner fire, that desire on the inside. And it's like, if you don't have that, you're going to quit. And, you know, we all know that successful people are just the ones that lasted longer than the people who already quit. And it's like, that's what it's all about, man. It's all about longevity. It's all about, um, really just going 120% effort in the buckets, in the areas of your life that you find very, very unique and important to you in every moment. And it never ends. And, and, I, and I love how you explain it, how you talk about that. Like, I think the biggest struggle really is mental toughness because your, 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 your mental toughness is like a muscle. And as the more you use it, the more it wears out. And I think, and I remember because when I worked in, in, in PepsiCo and I was selling, so I used to manage like over $100 million in sales a year. And I would meet with these big customers. We would talk about different points of interruptions in a supermarket, right? And we're talking about chips and Doritos, Fritos, and that is a very impulsive product. A lot of people don't have chips in their shopping list, yet chips have a 98% household penetration. It's higher than toilet paper, which makes no sense why most people, more people have chips in their home than toilet paper, but that's what they found. And 
the reason that you have different points of interruption, like the average supermarket might have 15 points of interruption for chips, is that you go buy it once, you're like, no, I don't need it. I'm, I started my diet, I'm good. You pass it the second time and you say, no, like, I don't need it. I'll, I'll rather get some apples. By the 15th time you pass it, you're like, you start justifying why you're doing it. You know what? I could, I could treat myself on Sundays uh, while I watch TV and then they buy the chips, right? And that applies to the rest of our lives. And I think mm -hmm. it's for a student to think that they can go and become a version 2.0 tomorrow for 24 hours or for the rest of their lives is unrealistic. And I think you got to build to that. And so I just want to make sure because that is something I've struggled with a lot, thinking that I can from one minute to another be the best version of myself and, and sustain that forever. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why you have ups and downs. And I think why that's human behavior is to go to have your ups and downs, which is why the mm -hmm. stock market does what it does because the stock market is human behavior. Mm. Mm. Dude, I, um, I totally love that, man. So I'll tell you this, right. Um, the highs and the lows, like you depicted, are a requirement and and there's this great quote and it says um a bad day for the ego is a great day for the soul and it really just gets you to start to think like you know the, all this stuff is sort of like happening for a meaningful reason but that being said though like i'll tell you for example man like i i simply don't cheat on my diet like it just doesn't happen um I can maybe name one time where it's like sort of accidentally happened in like the last seven months or something like that. But it's like, it's like this man, like, it, like it, it's all about cohesion. It's all about, you know, um, have you ever read that book atomic habits by uh, James clear? The, the habits, the one with the little wheel, like in the front. Oh no, no, no. That's the power of habit. No, but uh, Atomic Habits. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, so, he, so this guy, he has this great quote, and I've interviewed him on my podcast, and it's this. Every action or habit you take is a vote for the type of person you wish to become. No single instance will transform your beliefs, but as the votes build up, so does the evidence of your identity. This is why habits are crucial. They cast repeated votes for being a type of person. And it's like, if you understand that, man, and you understand the long-term sort of trajectory of this, uh, it's like, it's not about, you know, if you mess up one time and, you know, now you hate yourself or you're on this diet and you eat this thing and then you just go totally berserk and then you just quit the diet. Like, no, it, it's a big marathon, man. Like, that's what it's all about. And it's all about, you know, every day, every moment, every decision, every bite, every drink, every breath, every, um, every uh, keyboard press, every, um, every time you go to sleep, every rep at the gym, all of that stuff, those are all repeating votes to be a new version of yourself. And as you go throughout your life, you know, you begin to think like, if you're a college kid and you're eating like crap, because most of them do, because it's a time where you're sort of leaving 
home and you now have like a bunch of meal plan money at the cafeteria and then you just buy a bunch of their crap it's like if somebody struggles with that and you begin to identify this or highlight this as a troubling issue for you you know the number one way to tackle this problem is not to you know say to yourself you're going to go on you know a, a diet to lose weight but it's to say to yourself, like, I want to be a healthy person that is going to be able to not only live for like the next 40 years, 50 years, but also is going to live with so much prosperity. And I'm actually going to have more strength and resilience in the future than I do today, regardless of my age. And then it's about, you know, cleaning up your diet while thinking of your identity. So it's like you go to a convenience store, maybe you're with your friends and everyone's grabbing, you know, a bag of chips, like you said, maybe they're drinking some uh, Pepsi, just like, you know, your product <laughs> and, um, you know, all your friends are doing that. And then, you know, you, you say to yourself, I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, one of your friends asks you like, oh, did you not going to get anything? And then, you know, you have a few options of what to say. You could say something that is like, um, I don't know, mean to your friends because you're not doing it now and you think you're superior or you could say like, oh yeah, man, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, I just figured out a lot of this stuff isn't really that healthy and it's just not really in line with my goals. And it's like, that's the person that you got to be like, you got to have your identity at the forefront of every action that you do to the point where your identity has nothing to do with the outside world. Like a lot of people will be like, oh man, dude, it's the game or it's a holiday or I've got my friends coming over. I can eat this and I can do that. It's like, no, man. That, I mean, for me, that's not the way that I want to live my life. I want to live it from where I am living life from the inside out. And I'm the environment, the circumstance, no matter what it is. I just don't think reacting to that is the way to live through life. I'm always trying to sort of carry that identity within my own presence. So I'm the same person whether I'm at the um whether I'm at the gym, whether I'm in my kitchen, whether I'm in the bathroom, whether I'm in my office, whether I'm walking around like whatever it is that I'm doing, you've got to be that same coherent person. And it's like if you can strive for that, whatever that ultimate version of yourself that vision is, that's human version 2.0. Um, and then it's also understanding, man, that human version 2.0 is never really a target that you stay at. It's not a something where you're just like chilling. It's, it's always a moving dance. It's always something that you have to keep doing. Like it, it like I said, like it, it never ends. It's never, uh, oh man, it's not like, it's not like passing in an assignment or passing a class. Like this is something that you do every single day for the rest of your life, man. And a lot of people don't do that because of the, the pure fear of responsibility. But what people don't know, and Will Smith has said this great, within um, responsibility lies all of the power. And so until you can take that, you have no power, you have no control in your actual life. And you're going to get swept off and drifted like a fish. You're going to get laid off. You're going to not live the actual life that you want to live because of laziness because of fear because of stupid opinions from people that don't even matter 
because of your own mind, which is just, if you think about it, the world's you know, most greatest um, machine, but it's also just a bunch of like cells smashed together that just fire off like electricity. Like you can change it. Like there's a lot of things that we can do here. And it starts with every single um, one of those inputs that, you know, you can choose to participate in every day. And it's a choice. I love it, man. You've said it so well. and You describe it so well. It's been amazing. Mark, I can't believe how much time flies. It's already been over a lot over 30 minutes. So uh, I do. <laughs> I just I looked at the clock. I'm like, man. We've, we just got into so, such great conversation. Mark, how can uh, the students that listen to this and really can relate to you connect with you? Yeah, Google my name, Mark Metry. Hit me up on LinkedIn, Instagram. Uh, email me. My email is mark at vudream.com. Love it. And um, guys, listening to this podcast, I, I promise you, listening to Mark's podcast, Human 2.0, is going to be very good. He interviews some amazing individuals. It's not only the individuals because a lot of the people that you see on Mark's podcast, they've, they've done hundreds of interviews, but the way that Mark generally is curious and asks the question is what makes all the difference. So highly recommend Thank listening you. to that. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. I really do mean it. And then everybody listening to this podcast, thank you so much for listening and catch you guys on the next episode. Woo! If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's going to set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job. Keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, Please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.